You're listening to Season 6 of Fried, the Burnout Podcast with your host, Kate Donovan. Fried exists to hashtag end burnout culture, to help listeners release any shame, blame, guilt, or judgment that you have about burning out, and to create spontaneous moments of healing through recognition of shared humanity with other people who have experienced burnout and lived to tell the tale. Fried and its associated Facebook group are free resources provided for you from our hearts. Our paid work includes keynote speaking and one-on-one coaching. You can find information about that at katedonovan.com. And now, here is this week's Healing Packed episode. Hi, Fried fam. I feel the need this week to reiterate a few ideas that I mention often, but maybe haven't had their full time in the spotlight. In the world of burnout recovery, there are guides, coaches, therapists, doctors, and researchers all working toward the goal, the same one that Fried the Burnout Podcast holds, of hashtag ending burnout culture. I've mentioned before, and I mean it, that if I manage to put myself out of a job, I'll be super satisfied with what I did on this earth. But don't worry. Even if that happens, I will always find something to research and talk about, but I don't think burnout is going away anytime soon. So for now, I'll stick to this. In this world of various practitioners trying to find burnout solutions, people have formed camps. Two of the biggest camps are playing seemingly opposite sides of the game. Camp one says workplace culture needs to shift and burnout is 100% preventable. And Camp 2 says self-care, boundaries, and self-advocacy are the tools to eliminate burnout, and burnout is not always avoidable. My stance, as per usual, has half a foot in each camp. The things that make me mad are when Camp 1 says that self-care is useless, and when Camp 2 ignores the larger social issues. I believe wholeheartedly that the middle ground is most commonly, most typically, in most circumstances, the best path forward. After interviewing more than 100 people for this podcast and working with countless others, I have yet to meet a person who recovered from burnout without engaging in some form of self-care. It's just, I haven't seen it happen. That form of self-care is not likely to be bubble baths and coloring pictures of unicorns, but more in the form of self-advocacy, speaking up for your needs, asking for help, self-compassion, taking a moment to give yourself some grace and give others some grace, self-love, and my favorite, you all know this, meeting foundational basic needs, you know, peeing when you get a pee and all that. After interviewing more than 100 people and working with countless others, I have yet to meet someone who felt that they didn't bring their traumas, coping mechanisms, patterns, and prisms to work. The workplace is a trauma recycling center. Workplace culture can be toxic, and we like to blame that on the system. Listen up, everybody. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. We are the system. The people making decisions at the top have just as much trauma as the people burning out along the path. Do you think that the bullies are people who have worked through their own shit? Hell no. 
Do you think that bosses who demand nonstop working and don't understand that you don't want to slash can't actually work 27 hours a day have been through successful therapy or trauma healing? Hell to the no. I said earlier that I only have a half a foot in each camp. I can't even dedicate a full foot to either side of this fight because I believe that the true fight is in the, th- is in the seeds and the threads of our culture. The true fight is in our homes. Until we have created a culture where there aren't large percentages of people who are neglected, abused, and traumatized, burnout is always going to end up being one of the results. The others are diabetes and cancer, et cetera, et cetera. These are called social determinants of health. And we are never going to eliminate them totally which means that people are going to bring their trauma to work, which means that the ideal situation for person A might not be ideal for person B. And that means that somebody being mean to you on Tuesday from their perspective was just being straightforward and trying to cut through explaining things 87 times to avoid hurting feelings. People have different styles. People have different traumas. There's a lot of, I believe in being self-centered, but in, in, a, in a positive way, but there's a lot of self-centering within systems where we forget that we're part of a system. Part of anti-racist work and being an ally, not only for other races, but for various people, is decentering your own experience. We are notoriously terrible at this. We always center our own experience unless we stop and undo that on purpose. So I I just want you to understand this week that I believe in doing work to improve workplace culture, to improve psychological safety, to lessen the likelihood of burnout. I absolutely believe in this. I get paid to do this, so I wouldn't do it. And I wouldn't accept money for it if I didn't think it was a successful path. I know it makes a difference. I see it every day. But is it going to eliminate burnout from our lives if we create psychologically safe workplaces all across the board? No. One reason for that is because a psychologically safe workplace for you is not a psychologically safe workplace for someone else. And that is really hard. That is really, really hard to balance what every single individual person with their history of trauma and patterns and relationships and issues is bringing to the table at any given moment and what they need in order to feel like they can speak up without fear of retribution. They can be clear about what their needs are. They can ask for help when it's necessary. Everybody has a different set of circumstances that provide that safety. So can we provide it to everyone at the same time? Probably not. There are a multitude of reasons why the experiences that we have in day-to-day life outweigh our ability to handle them. Fixing the workplace doesn't solve all of those reasons. Some of those reasons are health. 
Some of them are personality traits. Some of them are previous trauma. Some of them are in the environment that you're in. Some of them are culture. And yes, some of them are the workplace. Fried fam, how often have you heard me tell you to update your mugs or the blanket on your couch? I am so thrilled right now to tell you that I am now partnering with Baraby, that's B-E-A-R-A-B-Y, to bring you the most comfortable and most comforting blankets on the market. Baraby offers a variety of weighted blankets, including the tree napper, which is a cooling option for those who get too hot, the velvet napper, which is made of ocean-bound plastic bottles, plus they make the Hug It, a sensory knot pillow that will help you find calm, reduce anxiety, and bring your nervous system into a more regulated state. If I were you, I'd get one yesterday. You can find them on Instagram at mybarabee or online at bearby.com. That's B-E-A-R-A-B-Y.com, and that will be in the show notes. The reason that I think this episode is important is because I want you and me and each other and everyone out there to start giving each other a little more grace, right? The point of every fried episode is for you to have an opportunity to heal just a little bit more. Within this particular episode, the healing that I would love for you to find is compassion. Compassion for yourself above all else. Go see Kristen Neff for that. We have an episode of Fried with Kristen Neff, who is the world's foremost researcher on compassion. It's worth listening to. Compassion for yourself above all else. And then compassion for others. In exactly one month from the release of this episode, so this episode releases February 12th, so March 12th, there will be another episode of Fried that is designed to help you detox your communication style, which will make you and other people feel safer and therefore helps everyone's nervous systems to feel a little bit more balanced. That episode is with my best friend, Eva Błaszczak, and she wrote an entire book on detoxing communication. It's only available in Polish for the moment, but this episode is sort of prep for that one. I understand and I accept and I acknowledge that not everyone deserves your loyalty. Not everyone deserves your whole heart. Some people have really treated you poorly. Your job in instances where you have been harmed by others or are being or you are being harmed by others is to find a way to protect yourself, whether that be through leaving, reporting, or otherwise. Once removed from the situation and when the emotions aren't so hot, your next job is to find a modicum. Sometimes it is really minimal of compassion first for yourself, then for the other person, and then for the situation at hand. The workplace is a trauma recycling center. Hurt people hurt people. That doesn't mean that you should subject yourself to being harmed. It doesn't mean you have to forgive people and have conversations in order to heal. It doesn't mean that you have to like people. It does mean that when you respond with harshness, even internally, 
what you're doing is recycling your own trauma in your own body every day. Freeing yourself from that is a powerful step towards reclaiming power over your life and healing from burnout. Grant grace. Find compassion. Be kind in thought even when others are not. Allow your inner world to not be dirtied and soiled long-term by stuck thoughts, old stories, and past situations. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that I am absolutely fine with calling out an asshole in the moment. Just don't stick with that story for 35 years. It doesn't change them, and it hurts you. So what I want you to remember, if your burnout is coming from your workplace, is that the workplace is a trauma recycling center for everyone that's in it. And most of these people did not choose to be together. Your family, the place you live and the people you live with, that's another trauma recycling center. But you chose those people for the most part, right? You choose your family as you grow. And those choices, you can, I mean, you can't shift all of them. But you can make decisions to do counseling together and you can have deeper conversations and you can, those things are not always available in a professional environment. So I just want you to remember that everyone is coming into the workplace, the asshole on your team included, with their own set of traumas, difficulties communicating, difficulties with attachment, etc. Grace, compassion, and kindness and thought for your own benefit. All right? Okay. Until next time.